You're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things, and this is Ryan Airy from Screen Crush with your mom. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 249 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Um, good morning, everyone. Yeah, it's been a little bit since we've been back, and three weeks to be exact, and we're back. <laughs> You know, I know we used to record what Saturday or Sundays early mornings just to, you know, we've been recording at night for so long. So to throw this morning episode in, I'm all out of whack. It's crazy. So yeah, we've been we've been gone for so long. It's nice to be back. Um it's it hasn't really been that long. It just feels like it, it has it, for it us. It feels like, yeah, exactly. For five years you're in a routine of doing something every single week. When you take a break from that, it's like hard to get back into it. I was like, news. What the fuck? I haven't looked at IGN in two weeks. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, news? There's definitely gonna be some cobwebs. Yeah, there's I mean, I did the bonus last week. So quick PSA. There's a bonus episode that we did while we were gone. So I did a solo episode reacting to the Gamescom opening night live with Jeff Keeley and the Pokemon presents that we got uh showing off brilliant diamond and shining pearl and an even bigger look at pokemon legends arceus if you missed that episode because again we did announce a hiatus we didn't really advertise the episode on any of our socials outside of a single facebook post with one link so uh and by the way the episode's doing well which is pretty cool with no advertisement or marketing on it um yeah so check that one out if you're interested in those things i did about 50 minutes i think i i honestly don't remember it sounds about right it's been forever and it's only been a week but we're back full time we got 249 on tap tonight 250 next week let's run through because we wanted to kind of ease back into it we didn't want to recap excuse me my voice is gone it's early it's early we're waking up we uh we didn't want to like rush back into it with three weeks of news that while we're going to drop all over you. So like, we just kind of said, let bygones be bygones, take the big stuff that happened. And we'll talk about that this week, but it's kind of going to be a lighter news uh, episode and more like what we've been watching and playing and doing while we were gone, because there's a ton of impressions to go through and I'll go through the rundown of what we're going to talk about. We got picks of the week. We got trivia 10 for me, 9.5 for Sam in our race to 11 win by two. Um, next week is episode 250. Quick PSA on that. We're going to be recording that one late as well. That will not drop at our normal Friday morning time. That will either drop Friday night or Saturday morning. Just to let you all know, um, we'll keep you abreast of the situation. We're going to start in gaming, lighter but heavier at the same time. Sam's going to start there. We got a PlayStation 5 showcase announced for next week. Guess what? Finally. We get to talk about it on 250. Like, that seems very fitting. I, I think they, they set it up here. Like, okay, it's Wii Pods 250. Let's give them a big showcase. So <clears throat> we're, get, we're getting a 45-minute Nintendo Direct-style PS5 showcase. So we're going to go over some expectations for that. I have not predictions, but I have a bunch of things that I thought, maybe we'll see that, and I'll throw that out to Sam, and the two of us will wrap back and forth about that, see what we can maybe expect to see. During that showcase, we have our impressions of, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut Iki Island expansion. That's out. We both beat it already, so we it's get to talk about that. The, the only game I played and beat this year <laughs> <laughs> was a piece of DLC. Uh, that's awesome. We have a Horizon Forbidden West update. Then in the movie section, I'll take back over. We're going to talk spoilers for The Suicide Squad. It feels like that movie spoilers have, like, it's been forever. And it honestly feels like uh, it's old news by now, but we never got to do spoiler free or spoiler impressions of it because we were going to record 249 before the hiatus. And unfortunately, we couldn't. So 
we really never got to talk about it. So we'll keep it kind of short and sweet, but I really want to talk about this movie. Oh, hell yeah. It, it's it's going to be long, but I'm here for it. That's where our top three is going to lie this week is going to be uh, top three characters from that movie. And remember, spoiler warning for that. We also got the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. We're going to break down uh, Venom, Mission Impossible 7, uh, a couple other movies. Here we got go delayed. again. We'll talk about the way is the hardest part. <laughs> and then TV is going to be really where the big impressions we got are. We got Stargirl season two, Titan season three, Marvel's what if and heels from stars. One of these things is not like the other uh, three comic book shows and a wrestling show. But remember, CM Punk is now in AEW. He's back. He wrestles this Sunday night on pay-per-view all out. I'm psyched. We're watching it. At least I am. I'm ordering it. Uh, and he was in the latest episode of Heels as the, one of the main characters. So it was really cool. Uh, we got an update on Stranger Things, Cobra Kai, Pokemon with their anime, and Seinfeld. So stick around for that. And in music, we'll do a quick blurb about our friend uh, Sergio Nello, who's dropping a new record. We'll give you the title, the release date, and a little bit more before Sam brings us home with an OG CGC spotlight. Sam, are you ready for this? Let's do it, brother. Let's give our picks of the week. Pick of the week this week, even though it's been my it's been sitting off to my right for over a month now. I finally saw the final season of Supernatural, the 15th and final season, 20 episodes. The total series is 327 episodes. To say a show can go 15 seasons, I never my wildest dreams that I ever think Supernatural would make it this far. I thought this was like a four or five season show, and that was it. But they just kept going and going and going. Again, the show definitely went too long. But, you know, after watching this show, it started with, with Smallville. I remember watching it right after. This show basically about two brothers who they hunt demons, ghosts, monsters, supernatural beings. Like in the very first episode, you find out that this yellow-eyed demon kills their mother and their dad's basically hunting for this demon and other monsters alike. So they grow up into this family to grow up killing up monsters. And to have 327 episodes, the last season, they had to tie up a bunch of stuff, which I, I think they did pretty good. It's it's not perfect, but for 15 seasons, I, I thought it was a hell of a ride following two brothers, Jared Padalecki, Jensen Ackles. They were, you know, held down this show for, for so freaking long. And I, I guess I'm just a sucker that I, I liked it. I'm still looking forward to, I know, Jens, we mentioned, I think, probably like a month or two ago that they're working on, I guess, another spinoff of this show when... His father was young when I guess they were kids and Dean's going to be the voiceover guy, basically, you know, just narrating it. And I, I'm not going to lie. I was hoping that we were going to see uh, Mark Shepard. We haven't seen him since, I think, season 13. I was kind of hoping they were going to bring him back for like that, you know, that final episode or two to give them a little send up. But they didn't bring it. That would be like my only gripe because I just thought he was such like so good as one of the demons as as Crowley. Um, but for, for just Supernatural, the show with angels and demons, you know, they brought the angels in, you know, probably season six, I think. That's where it, it got a little crazy. But again, I, I still enjoyed it. Air, created by Eric Kripke, who's basically the, the creator and showrunner of The Boys on Amazon. So you're definitely in good hands there. If you have a boatload of time, there's 15 seasons, 327 episodes. Check out Supernatural. I love it. Yeah, that's a show that you actually inspired me to watch. So and, and, again, it, it's definitely not for everyone. The first season is basically a monsters of the week, and then it kind of just they grow into more because that, that they did. I don't think they knew what they were yet, and then they slowly found their footing, and then they just 
they just never stopped. I feel so weird because this is how rusty we are because I didn't say, let's start where we customarily do. I just said, let's do our picks of the week, dude. It, it was funny. You jumped right in. I was like, oh, I had a scramble. <laughs> so I'll continue where we customarily do with my pick of the week. And my pick of the week is like a compilation of a couple different things. It's the Halo Master Chief Collection. I never thought Halo would, well, Halo Infinite, baby, but... I I really, really wanted to replay the Halo games um, leading up to Infinite's release on December 8th. And so I said, I got to start now because I got to get through five campaigns, each about eight to ten hours. And with the amount of time I get to play, that's going to probably take me until December to do. Um, looks like I'll be able to beat that probably by a month or two. But um it's I downloaded on my on I have my Xbox Series S. I have Game Pass, the Master Chief Collection, all 150 gigs of it is available. Takes up more than half my hard drive already. Uh, <laughs> it it doesn't really, but um, and so yeah, I, I downloaded it on Game Pass and and I just decided, all right, let me just run through Halo one through five, one through four is specifically in the Master Chief Collection. That's what I'm focus on now. I am on Halo four right now. I wow. don't remember. I remember Halo 1 because I played it 15 times over Pino's house in his basement. And since then, um, Halo 2, I never completed the campaign except for when it launched. So I haven't played it in close to 20 years. Halo 3, I beat with Ryan Cunningham co-op, but I don't remember it at all. Halo 4, I never beat. And Halo 5, I never played. So this is exciting for me. But specifically, these four in the Master Chief Collection, it's just a really fun sci-fi story where I didn't know what to... Um, I knew exactly what to expect because I've, again, I, I know the halo lore and I've played the first one a lot, but just like as the story continued where it's going to go. And I heard some weird shit that happens in four that I'm already picking up vibes on that. I'm like, eh, little, little cringy, but whatever I get it. Uh, but dude, it's great gunplay. Fantastic. First person shooting a passable story. I'll say, <laughs> um, but just, I, I love it. And from a person who doesn't love first person shooters. This is a franchise that I was really excited to dive back into with infinite. This is a really good warm up. If you want to do the same again, each campaign from halo one through five, only eight to 10 hours each, you can kind of run through them at a good pace. Uh, if you play it on the normal difficulty. So, um, that's what I decided to do. I got through one, two, three. I'm on like the second chapter of four. So I'm kind of just starting, but four is probably my favorite from a gunplay perspective. It sounds well, I, I think people have a problem with it because it doesn't sound like Halo, but I think it sounds good. The gunplay is really fun. Uh, the HUD is great. The UI is good. I like it a lot. Halo 1 will always be my favorite. Halo 2, I think, is a little... The campaign that gets all this praise, I think, is a little little bit overrated. But Halo 3 was kind of a wash. I thought that kind of didn't really hold up very well. And I hear Halo 5 sucks. So uh, n- not looking forward to that, but I'm going to trudge through it because I, I need to get the story and I don't just want to watch a 15 minute YouTube video. So if you got an Xbox one, if you got, I think it's on PC. Now, if you got a game pass on the series S or X, I recommend you going through all the halo games before infinite hits December 8th. So I'm, I'm loving it. Halo, the master chief collection. And I guess you can say halo five. Yeah. But it's good to hear that you're getting hyped. You're getting ready for the new halo. Oh God, dude, I'm so excited. December 8th. Can't get here fast enough. You got, uh, the, the the gunk is finally coming out this December. Halo's coming out this December. Uh, Metroid Dread in October. Like it's gonna it's gonna be a really you know brilliant diamond and shining pearl in November. It's gonna be a really fun end of the year and even in early 2022. I'm looking for 2022 is gonna be the greatest gaming year. Oh in yeah, history. it's gonna be a banner year. 
oh, like, how are we going to possibly do top three? We might have to do a top ten. Fuck, dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> well, great. At least, but... at least for you, I, my three is basically set. Probably this year is that's how it is this year with me for television. I do not want to do an end of the year top three. I want to do an end of the year top ten because that's how many shows I think deserve it. But I will stick to the three because. That's what we do. Sam, let's get into trivia. 10 for me, nine and a half for you in a race to 11, win by two. I'm going to give you the question first, try and have you take the leader, tie me up. Wow. And it's a Pokemon question, but, not, but it's a Gen 1 Pokemon question. Okay. Well, we so got you got a fighting chance here. And I think it's actually something that's in your wheelhouse. How do you evolve Nidorino into a Nidoking? Um, I fucking forget. I think it was a, was it a trade. Let me hear the answers. I, I can't. I don't remember. Okay. Do you use a moonstone? Do you trade? Is it just a normal level up evolution? Or do you have to trade a Nidorino for a Nidorina and they both evolve? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the moonstone. That is correct. We are, I believe right. that, I believe that ties us up. Yes, it yes. does. We are nodded at it at 10. Ooh, All right. I'll take wire. that. Yeah. I, I, for some reason I was thinking trade, but last second I was, I think it was a stone. So thank God your question. I may have asked you before. I don't know anymore. I asked too many questions. What was James Gunn's directorial debut? I feel like, I, I don't know. So I'm going to need the answers, but I feel like you've asked me that one before. Okay. You have A, Slither, B, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, C, Super, or D, Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, Slither, by the way, underrated horror movie. I've never, I never seen it, actually. With, with Michael Rooker. Um, I saw everything here but that and, and Tromeo and Juliet. They're the only Tromeo and Juliet, seen. I think, is, a, is like, a, um, like a nod to the Tromaverse. I, I can't. 100% remember that. Uh, and then what was the other one? You, uh, B was Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Universe, and C was Super. I'm thinking it was the trauma thing. Um, or was it? And the question, what was James Gunn's directorial debut? Yeah, tr- the trauma thing. Incorrect. He that was his first thing he wrote in 1996, but his first directorial debut was Slither. Gotcha. Which again, cult classic. It's it's like a, a pest that not a pest, like an alien thing that gets into you. And like yeah, Nathan, I remember like a disgusting big blob thing. I think it was Nathan Fillion's character. No, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker's character. Okay. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks is in it. Nathan Fillion's in it, and it's it's like a it's like a dark horror comedy. Okay. That got shit on at the time. It made next to nothing, but now became a cult classic like so many other movies. That's awesome. So was that 10-10 still? No, no. Now we're knotted up at 10. Yeah, 10-10. Oh, yeah. 10-10, not still. But yeah, 10-10, Sam has tied me up here. Uh, Again, PSA, real quick. We did that bonus episode from Gamescom and Pokemon Presents. I know you watched along with the doctor from Gamescom. I don't know if you watched the Pokemon Presents. I gave my thoughts on it. Did you have any thoughts of those two things? Just real quick. Um... Again, I, Saints Row, it's not my type of game. It didn't do anything for me. Uh, I didn't really care for the Lego Star Wars, never played any of the Star Wars. I don't give a baker's fuck about Death Stranding's director's cut. Nah, what a weak ending. Yeah, this, like, I would, that was like, 
I, and and I, then no one more thing. Like that's yeah, how you went out. Like that's if, what I was waiting for. I was I, that's why I stayed. I was like, okay, maybe there's something at the end to keep this going. I didn't hear nothing from you. I thought maybe you saw something and didn't want to say nothing. Waited for me, nah. and then the and at the end, and then there was nothing. Keely and Kojima are boys. Uh, Keely wants Kojima all like to be his and like to get all of his announcements through Keely. So my guess is he made the agreement with Hideo Kojima, like, "Hey, I'll put you last, even though it's just another trailer for something we already know about. Like, I'll put you as the big thing, but when you do announce your next game, I want to be the one to unveil it. I bet you they have a little handshake." Yeah, deal there. and that makes sense. I mean, he's a huge. You know, everyone knows who Kojima is, so it only makes sense. But just for us, like to see that at the end, I was like, "Oh." Yeah, I don't was, give a shit how big his backpack is. I don't give a shit if he could fly down from the hill. I don't care. I don't care. It was a rough ending. You're right. Call of Duty Vanguard. That looked pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I was into that. Bro, they down they released an alpha for it that you could download and play part of the campaign on PS5. So I did. I downloaded it, right? And I'm ready to go play it. I sign on. I'm psyched on it because I thought the trailer was okay too. Fuck Activision and all the stuff going yeah. with them. But like, I just wanted to try out this demo. I'll never buy a Call of Duty game. They're just not my style to yeah. spend all that money on. But a free demo I'm in. So I go to download demo. I hit play. And the first thing you do, it says, make an Activision account in order to play this game. I said, delete. Uh, Fuck nope. that. <laughs> no, I will I, never do. I hate when games make you do that. Yeah. No, I, I, I would probably do the same thing. Um, I, I didn't care for Marvel's Midnight Suns. I don't know if everyone else did that. That that's like a hard pass. Like, as soon as I saw that, it was like just like event like Marvel Vendors. I was like hard pass. Um, it got a gameplay blowout on the first of, Dece- of the first of September a couple days ago, and I watched it. Like, what are we getting here? And after that gameplay, I was solely on the f- like I went from on the fence to solely out. Yeah, it's I- a tactical RPG that I want nothing to do with. Like, just give me a fun third person action adventure game that's not Marvel's Avengers. Don't give us yeah. a game as a service. Give us a game with a beginning and an end. They're going to try to do that with Guardians, but I think that game's going to suck. So Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I it just didn't do it for me. <clears throat> Halo Infinite was probably the best thing that I saw. God, it looks so good. So, I, again, it should be no surprise to anyone. Like the multiplayer, everyone is so excited for this. I mean, again, I just thought everything was okay, but my favorite would have been Halo Infinite if we had to do a top three. That controller is beautiful. The new console yeah. is beautiful. Controller already sold out, by the way. Yeah, everything is, man. The scalpers already have the new console up for $1,000 plus. Like. But oh man, it looked so good. Did uh, did you pick on, up anything on like playing as April O'Neil and TMNT Shredder's Revenge? No, I, I, why the fuck would I want to play as April? She looks awesome. What are she you talking? Look, she looks awesome, but I'm not playing. I'm playing the Turtles game. I, okay, yeah, but I, if Casey if Jones were, was announced, you'd be psyched. Okay, I, okay. This is what I would say. I would say. I guess this is for. I guess the women. April O'Neil, I, just me. I'm either going to play as the Turtles, or if they did Casey Jones, because I loved Casey Jones as a kid. Who was he was in a hockey mask as a kid? Who wouldn't like that? They're, I'm not there. Who I'm there for? I, I would never once play as April O'Neil. I am not trying to be like woke or with the crowd or anything like that. I just thought she had a fucking cool looking move set. She like uses her microphone as a weapon. I thought that was really cool. So she looked cool, but out. Not <laughs> she is not. I would never pick her on a bet. Sorry. My my favorite character from Streets of Rage Four is Cherry. She kicks ass. She's got the guitar, beating the shit out of people with that. You but, got- okay, but you're in that world. I'm in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle world. I'm not in the April O'Neil newscaster world. No, thank you. Reporter, you, get out. What did you think of uh, what the what was it? There was Age of the Doke, Empires Four. No, Doke V is what I wanted you to do. That, Doke that- V. I mean, yeah, he's holding an umbrella. I I don't know. I, again, this is not my type of game. But it was the, like the, it looked like a audience. Pokemon game though. You're capturing monsters and battling just like in like a bigger world type deal. I don't know. It caught my eye. It looked rough, but it caught my eye. 
Um, I think between, that was it. between that, there was Dying Light 2 that looked cool. Age of the Empires. I'm old school P- PC player. I remember playing the original Age of the Empires, so it was cool to see that they're still doing it. Forza looks amazing. We've we've been hyping that up since we first saw it. Yeah. Um, the gunk. I again another thing that really didn't do anything for me. Maybe you have more interest in the gunk. Sounds, and I didn't so give a shit about the flight simulator. Yeah, gunk looks amazing. I can't wait to play it in December. But what about the? I guess the last thing from from that is Horizon Forbidden West did get delayed until 2022. I, 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 maybe I would have to go back and play the first one. I don't know if I played it or if I played something. Else. I don't even remember what game I played. So you, did, you, you never played Horizon Forbidden West. So I mean, or, I would uh, never, Horizon Zero Dawn. So I would never jump in on the second game. If I ever did play, I would have to play the first. Anything, I mean, it, it looked okay. Looked okay. Anything Just, from the um, Pokemon Presents where they showed off more Legends Arceus or BDS. Arceus looked a lot better, which yeah, they had to do because the first time I saw it, it just looked too clunky. This they look like they cleaned it up. This was my favorite thing from the Pokemon, as I'm sure it is a lot of people. Yeah, me me included in there. I think BDSP looked ten times better. But it's still just a remake, um, yeah, and I and I didn't play them them well, so it's like I don't care about Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl. Like I don't care. Mm-hmm. So like that's what, like Pokemon Unite. You know, like, that's not for me. Pokemon goes dead to me. We already know where I'm at on that. Uh, Masters EX, nah, nah, no, nah, I'm good, nah, and I'm I don't give a shit about the Pokemon Cafe remix. But. but- Legends Arceus got legs. Like it's got oh, a lot of legs. Oh, that's going to be the, a huge seller. That act, that game looks fun. That would be a game if and when I do get a Switch, I would consider getting Arceus. I think that could potentially outsell. I didn't talk about this one on the thing. I I think that game could outsell BDSP. Usually the remakes are good from you know eight to twelve million units sold. I think Arceus could maybe potentially beat that. Maybe thirteen to fifteen. Um, because it, it's made by Game Freak, number one, where BDSP is made by Ilka. And number two, it's a completely different take and something we've all asked for for a long time. So I, I honestly think that because it it just looked so much better. Yeah, uh, I don't think it looked amazing. I don't think it looked wonderful. Like, well, it did look wonderful, but like, I don't did, think it looked it amazing. From, but what we, from what we were shown the first time, it was leaps and bounds better. I, I, yes, and it's enough for me to like spark the hype ember so much. We got four new Pokemon, dude, in a fucking... Yeah. Legends Arceus game, not even in BDSP. We got four new Pokemon: Weird Deer, Basket Legion, Hisui, and Growlithe. He looks awesome. I, I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't feeling his like eyebrows over his eyes. That I, that's I wasn't that. Yeah, but you that know look. that's you know that Japanese statue of the yeah, dog. Like, just, that's what I that just is. Wasn't feeling it. I wasn't it was that. fucking rad. And yeah. then um, Growlithe is a classic. He already looks. He's the man. That doesn't mean he can't be cooler. Uh... <laughs> I thought he looked awesome, and I can't wait for. If it is Arcanine or if it is a brand new Pokemon that he evolves into, I'm excited to see that. And Hisu and Braviary. Let's let him, let's let him see. Yo, know? Fire Rock type, though, you don't get a lot of those. You had one of those in Gen 8 and Carcol, and it was one of my favorite. Carcol? Well, Roly Coly, Carcol, and Colossal. That was the line. Oh. They were Fire Rock. They were some of the best in the game. So uh, I'm excited for that type coverage of Fire Rock for Growlithe, Hisu and Growlithe. But let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Again, Quick reminder, 2.50 next week. We're recording it late. We won't have it on our Friday morning slot. We'll keep you abreast if it's Friday afternoon, Friday night, or Saturday morning. Now I'll take over in the gaming space, and we'll start it off big. PlayStation announced a PS5 showcase for next Thursday at 4 o'clock 
Pacific Standard Time. Or no, 4, Eastern. 4 p.m. Eastern, excuse me. Yes, 4 p.m. Eastern. So we'll be checking that out. And we'll be able to give you not quite our live reaction to it because we're recording next Friday, not next Thursday. So we won't be able to give you live on the spot, but we will be able to sit on it for like, I don't know, 12 to 20 hours and really be able to stew and give you really thoughtful analysis. So I'm psyched on that. Uh, but this is something like you said earlier, we needed this. This was something that we wanted for almost a year since the last one. And we finally got one. Uh, before I go into what we might be able to see, I'll ask you, there's, are your hopes so high that my kiss might kill you, Sam? No, there, there's, to be honest, there's only one game I really want to, like, I know that we, we have to see something, right? We have to see something from God of War. We, we have will. to. Yeah, we will. And, and, and I don't know if it's going to open the show or close it. I actually think it might open it. But yes, we will see something like that. But knowing that, that that's just a slice of the 45-minute pie, are, is your hype level through the roof, or are you trying to temper uh, expectations? No, I, I think we. I think you have to temper your expectations because I'm tired of going in there expecting the moon and you, and you get rump roast. You know what I mean? Like I, I you know what I mean? Like we, we want flaming yon, but they give us rump roast. I don't want that. I, I'm just gonna go in cool, level headed. I'm thinking, okay, maybe they show us the Gotham Knights, or are they gonna wait for the DC? Nah, they're waiting fandom? for fandom. Yeah, there's no okay. Chance. So maybe. Um, do they finally tease a new game? Do they announce that the Devil May Cry that they've been working on for already a few years? Well, I know I, I have a. I went through a list of stuff that I that I might like that we might see. I don't. It's not a predictions list, and, but just some examples of maybe expectations. So I want to hit this with you and, and see. But, 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 you but before you you hit me with yours, just th- I'm just throwing this out there for retro replay. Noel North has been MIA for a few months. You think there's any shot that he was? Why he's been MIA was he's been doing Uncharted. Well, we know there's a new Uncharted game. Like we, it has not been announced. But do we know? Is it Nolan North? Because he's been literally MIA probably for two, three months. He, he just showed up, I think, on yesterday's retro replay, and he's not at his home place. He's away. So I'm just, you know, not hearing from someone for two months, three months. I'm. He's they they record those in advance. You don't know how long he's actually been away. He could be doing the voice work for David for the Last of Us PS5 remake. True. That was a, a, a um, rumored he could be doing uh, something with the Last of Us TV show. I, I don't know. Again, he could be making the David cameo we've been calling for in the show, and they are filming right now. So you, maybe that adds up. You know, maybe so. we get a Twisted Metal 2 remake. I don't know. <laughs> I did not have that on my, on my list of expectations, but... You're, I think, I if you're going to show God, if you're going to show God of War and Uncharted in the same presentation, are you are you blowing your load a little bit? They would have done it on E3 because at E3 before they've given us hype after hype after hype, especially E3 2016. So the blueprint and the precedent of showing multiple giant games is there. Oh, but in the digital world, when you control the message, Uncharted and God of War, so they don't overshadow each other and both get their time in the sun. They're not coming out tomorrow. You could hold the Uncharted game off until your next one and make that the the you know the bell of the ball. Or, or is is like to me that's a nice one more thing, like a little teaser. Yeah, that it's I just working. don't see it. I just don't see it in the same in the same announcement because you don't want God of War's unveiling to get overhyped by Uncharted. I don't, don't think want- there's no way God of War's, but, but if we actually see gameplay you of don't God want, of War, but then you, exactly then you don't want Uncharted to go overshadowed by God of War. You want them both. Why why rush it? They're not coming out. Like Uncharted is not till 2023, like at least. So why would you want to rush? Just give, just give me some hope to look forward to. <laughs> but we but we're getting one. There's your hope. We're getting a new Uncharted game. It might be his daughter, uh, or what have you, 
but we're getting a new Uncharted game there. Just, I just don't see it. I hope we do. I hope I'm wrong. I think Crow would taste great next Thursday. Be a perfect football meal because this is the same day that the NFL kicks off. It's going to be wonderful. I'm excited. I just don't see it. Now, there's some shit on my list here that could also be construed as a giant game along with God of War. So maybe that context could be thrown out the window. But in 45 minutes, man, how much time do you really have to blow us away like that? Um, I think Blue Point Games, that acquisition finally gets announced. Uh, they literally tweeted out the graphic and deleted it, and they've said nothing since. So I think Blue Point's acquisition gets announced, but along with their new title, whatever remake they're doing, whether it be Bloodborne or some other old PlayStation game like Twisted Metal 2, like you said. Oh, man. How cool would that be? Uh, Dude, destruction if you make it into an online game, I'm telling you that would take off. But but it didn't with Destruction All-Stars. And, That's and Destruction All-Stars. That's not Twisted Metal know, 2. But nobody knows what Twisted Metal is anymore because they fucking gave up on the franchise. A lot of gamers aren't 30 like we are. A lot of gamers are 16 to 25, and they haven't had a Twisted Metal game except for that PlayStation 3 bullshit. I don't know. Uh, Galaxy Quest told me never give up, never surrender. So. And and I would love it. And I'm right there with you. Shit, it's getting a TV show, so we can't lose our hope. Yeah. But sure. to think that, but to think that because Destruction All Stars, which by the way they tried and it fell flat on its face, it tried to be the Fortnite of Twisted Metal. That's what it tried. It tried that stupid Fortnite art style. It tried to be Twisted Metal, but not quite from a from a violence dark perspective and it just fell flat in its face they kept that shit free on playstation plus for two months as opposed to one because they were desperate for people to download it they really wanted to prove that proof of concept so maybe you put destruction all-stars on the back burner forget about it it never happened let's wipe our brow we know that rocket league and things like that car combat slash sports has an audience oh yeah let's bring it back with a with a beloved ip such as twisted metal and let's rock and roll. I can see that happening. I just don't see it here. I would love it. Like there's no, there's no PlayStation franchise. I want to come back more, maybe besides the bouncer than twisted metal. That'd be amazing. Okay, that's and, let's, and let's see what the TV show does. So let's talk God of war. I a hundred percent think that that's going to be there. Uh, that is an official prediction. Now from my, from my perspective, it's a teaser trailer, maybe 60 seconds. Some people are saying gameplay. What do you think? You think in gameplay or just a teaser trailer? Just how far along they have to be for this. I think we see a little bit again. I don't think we're going to get like a 30 minute blowout. I'd be happy with two to four minutes of gameplay. That's enough to get me hyped, get me ready. That's all I need. You know what? I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Um, because remember, God of War 2018 got unveiled. With gameplay. Didn't get unveiled with a trailer. Corey Barlog did a live gameplay on the E3 stage. Yep. So I could actually see gameplay here. Like you said, two to four minutes. That's all I need. I'm not, you know, I'm not asking for the world. It's 10% of the of the presentation. You're not asking for too, too much of it. And it's the biggest title, arguably, that you're gonna show. Um, so I think you're right on. Two to four minutes sounds great. Gameplay. That's what I would love. I would love that. Yeah, then hit us with some cinematics, then talk about the game. Whatever you want to do, I'm here. Yeah, just don't go over like five, six minutes. I want to see a ton of games because Sony needs to show quantity here. Yes, the quality is going to needs to be there, but we already know it will. Sony yeah. is arguably the greatest, has the greatest lineup of exclusives in the gaming landscape. So I don't think that we're worried about the quality that will always be there. Um, so I'm hoping the quantity is what we see in this. I want games to know that my PS5 will be turned on for more than just PS4 games. Because that's what's happening. I'm playing a lot of Skater XL. And I already finished Ghost of Tsushima Ika Island, which, by the way, was a fucking PS4 game. 
Let's not forget it. So I want stuff on my PS5. So I'm really hoping for some quantity there. I think we're going to see Gran Turismo 7 get re kind of revealed, uh, unfortunately. I think, and, and it's got to be good. I mean, it, from what Xbox showed with Forza, they got a lot to live up to over there. Forza is, and it's coming out in two months. Like Forza yeah. right now is the king of the racing hill. When you delayed Grand Theft or Grand Theft, Gran Turismo Seven, you delayed it for that long. It's supposed to come out almost right alongside the PS Five. I think in February of this year. It doesn't even have a new date yet. That's a long delay, and I think that that's going to be at the behest of Forza and at the detriment of Gran Turismo. I was so psyched and I would have bought Gran Turismo if it launched with the five. Cause I told you whenever I get that new console, I want the real beautiful racing game with it. Cause to kind of show those graphics off a year and a half later, I'm over it because I'm going to have Forza already. Yeah. What do you think about maybe seeing Hogwarts legacy, the uh, Harry Potter RPG? I, I, I mean, I guess that the first time they announced it, I got hype. And then it's like, as more time kind of went by and it's like, I, I, I guess I'm slowly losing the oomph I had for the Harry Potter game. Like maybe I just needed a new trailer just to blow me away. Do you think it has a possibility of being there? I mean, they, they had what? It's been six months since they shown us what they did. The, and they didn't show us much. Yeah, it was a little teeter. So six months. I think they could put, put together at least a little, like again, a little five minute trailer. I think that's plenty. It's coming out next year. So it's got to it's gotta be far enough along yeah. to show us something gameplay related. I don't think that the DC games are going to be there because of fandom, but the rest of WB properties, I think, have a chance. So like Hogwarts Legacy, not going to be at the fandom. That's DC. But I think it has a decent chance. Like I would probably put it at like 25, 30% chance, uh, maybe even 40 to be at this showcase. Yeah. Um, there's a possibility that we might see a new Persona game. They've been huge out on PlayStation. Persona 5 is on the PlayStation Plus library. You can download it and play it for free if you have PS Plus. There's a potential Persona 6 is here. So if you're a Persona fan, check out that. But what do you think? Do you think we'll get anything for maybe Naughty Dog? Do you think we might see The Last of Us remake? Do you think we might see a Last of Us Part 2 native PS5 version? Do you think anything from, from Naughty Dog? I mean, that actually kind of makes sense for The Last of Us 2, huh? Get a little PS5 upgrade. I mean, again, I'm still going to hope for the Uncharted tease just because just there's no one disappearing like that without saying where he went, why he went. Again, it, it, it could, like you said, it could have been the, the TV show for The Last of Us. could have been that. But, you know, I'm going to hold out hope that we're going to see him again as, as Nathan Drake. We already saw, yeah, right. And we already talked about Uncharted and if that could potentially be there. But from other things, Naughty Dog, like if Uncharted's not there, I almost feel like Naughty Dog kind of has to be like they weren't at the unveiling of it. I mean, they're not going to announce their new that the new IP that they've been working yeah, on, right? That's they're too still early. hiring for. Yeah, yeah still I, too early. I don't so think that that's what else. Be what there. else could there be besides a Last of Us two PS five upgrade or a new or they they hey you're getting the entire Uncharted they're coming out for PS five we're remaking everything or PC. Remember Uncharted 4 rumored to go to PC. Okay. I think this is, but but this is a PS5 showcase. So I do not think, you're absolutely right. I do not think that anything Uncharted 4 or Nathan Drake Collection will be announced for PC. You could get a PS5 upgrade for the Nathan Drake Collection and Uncharted 4. I can see a world where that exists, but like they're PS3 games for the most part. So like, I don't really just kind of like The Last of Us. I don't kind of, I just don't need it. Yeah. Um, how much better could it be? But I think a native Last of Us Part 2 for PS5 makes sense because we got the the 4K update, the 60 FPS update. I think there was even some haptic stuff in there, but we do not have that native, beautiful white tag at the top, PS5 logo, Last of Us Part 2. 
director's cut, if you want to call it that, since they love that terminology lately. Maybe <laughs> throw in an extra chapter to give us a little bit there. Maybe a fifth ending. <laughs> like, it, like it, it's so funny with the director's cut. Like, the Death Stranding, I don't give a shit. Like, it, there's nothing that they could add that to that game. But, like, with that, with Ghost of Tsushima, huge difference. Like, it, I, I just had so much fun fun it was so freaking fast but don't you that's a little subjective though it's kind of like what's your cup of tea playstation fans and listen i'm a nintendo fanboy i get it playstation fans are very loyal so like but i, I just collecting making your backpack as as big as i've seen it like that does not interest me i don't care like, i didn't I, it just it's a delivery game you're uh, you're will you're norman Reedus the postman go play paperboy <laughs> I would rather I'm not a death training person, but like that game it's wild divided. The people that love it, love it. So I'm not going to, to fault them. Not our cup of tea. I hope beyond hope that that does not show up here. Like that's what I hope, oh right? God. If I see death training again, I'm just going to walk out or death loop and death loop comes out this month. So we're probably going to see a minute or two of it and I mean, death loop. Okay. Death training. I don't want to see a second of it. I don't even want to see the, read the name death strand. And I think that comes out this month too. So there's a good possibility that we see both of those and that just wastes five minutes of this 45 minute presentation. That's how I look at these things like directs. When I see something I don't like or something that's going on too long, I'm like, you're taking away precious minutes, like yeah. precious <laughs> minutes. Um, but yeah, I would say last of us part two PS five with like something added that's story related, or maybe even if it's, um, Oh my gosh, what's the multiplayer uh, factions. If they added that, that would be fucking rad. Not for me. I'm, I'm not really like the multiplayer person, but I could see a world where that happens. Do you think we see anything Final Fantasy 16 or Final oh, Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2? I would love, even if the one more thing, I, I totally forgot about the sequel. I, I still think we're a year or two away from it, sadly. I, I would love it. I'll take a one more thing, but I, I know we're not going to see this game for minimum a year or two. What about FF16? Uh, well, we, we got the big, a lot of it last time, right? Yeah, like, and, and they did do, say they wanted to try to make Tokyo Game Show, which is the end of this month, so I, I'm torn on this one. So I could see them waiting for that, or just show a quick little minute, something quick, nothing, you know, don't delay, like, don't wait five, ten minutes on it. If you want to do that, wait for the Tokyo Game Show. Here's exactly what I wrote in my notes pad. I don't think we see anything from FF7 Part 2 Remake, I'm sorry, Remake Part 2 for a year or two. Yeah, that's about right. That's so, just, that, I, I'm as right As much as gameplay you. was in the first one, you can only imagine what's going to be in the second one. I think this you could call this one a prediction, I guess. I personally think we're going to get a new game announced from Quantic Dream. They did Detroit Become Human, again, available on the PS Plus collection. They do something almost every generation for PlayStation. We have not seen them yet for PS5. Um, so I'm thinking maybe a Detroit Become Human sequel or another game with that style where it's that point and click adventure, but like a realistic setting type deal. So I think that's a possibility. But here's the one, Sam, that I really want to throw at you. I think there's a 5% chance or less, but how hype Metal Gear Solid remake? Is it a possibility? Is that the one more thing? I, I think we're still a little too early on that. I, is that I, the Blue Point game? They announced the fucking Blue Point acquisition, and there's Big Boss or Solid Snake. That would, dude, that would be great, whether they remade one or two or they did both. I, I still think you're probably going to need a little more time just because how, or how them graphics looked back then. I just think they're going to need more time. But if they show it, hell yeah. It would be a re- it would be a rebuild as opposed to a remaster. Like it's a remake. You'd be rebuilding it from the ground up, kind of like what they're doing with, yeah, Dead with, Space, with Final Fantasy, though. Right? Demon Souls, Final Fantasy Seven, yeah, and that game what took eight years. <laughs> Tony Hawk, and like so, yeah, like a lot of those games that get rebuilt from the ground up. 
I think, but that's what Blue Point literally specializes in. They did it with Demon Souls, and that's maybe the prettiest game on PS5 that nobody played, apparently, because that just didn't sell well. Uh, but there's a possibility here. But even for like Silent Hill, do you think maybe Silent Hill makes a comeback as the long rumored kind of thing? I, I think we would see Metal Gear before Silent Hill. That's just me. This is from me. I've been following it for three months now. This whole abandoned drama. If you're, if you have any idea what's going on with it, just Google abandoned blue box studios, game studios, and just unwind yourself and unravel yourself and all this Kojima drama and uh, bullshit PS five real time experience trailer. I think we finally get the unveiling of that, but here's one for you, Sam. It was talked about. Uh, I think we talked about it on two forty eight. Or it might have been supposed to be 249, but we couldn't do it. Um, there was a report of a Grand Theft Auto trilogy, three San Andreas and Vice City remaster coming. I think this could be the perfect time to unveil that, especially if it comes out late 21, early 22. I, 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 well, I don't even see the point of them doing it. If they're already making so much money off the one game that's out now. They're working on the... the with six i don't even know what number they're on six probably won't hit till 25 though i don't i don't even see a need to go back and redo them they're gonna and if if five is selling 150 million copies and people i mean listen the thing is you could go on the playstation store right now and buy gta 3 gta vice city and gta san andreas for like five bucks a pop but to remaster those in 4k i think and package them for 60 bucks, I think would drive million. And, and even if somehow they put in GTA online, cause that's the big seller. That's the thing everybody comes back for is GTA online. And you like find a way to incorporate that into this remaster. Yeah. You're talking about another 30 million sales, like at 60 bucks when GTA okay. is 20 bucks right now. I, and a lot of the legacy is in the online stuff that people are buying. So, I mean, when you have a game that sells like that, like, and you can make cheap money, let's, uh, let's call you're, it. You're, it not, you're not wrong. It's easy money easy i'm just i'm just so over that franchise it's just like i just don't care yeah i stopped caring around when five launched i bought it city or san andreas whatever was the later one that was that was when i was out i liked vice city san andreas didn't do it for me three was cool i would like to go back to that world but it's if it's a 60 dollar remaster i'm probably out yeah um maybe if they remastered all three of them and sold them for 20 bucks a pop and i can pick which one i want to buy and I could just buy three or just buy vice that that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, do you see, do you think we see anything else from Elden ring? I think they're going to wait on that one. I think we've, we've seen it a lot. I, I think they'd maybe wait till Tokyo or something like that. It, it's coming out in January. So they're running out of time. I could see it here. They just dropped some new screenshots, but you're probably right. It's such a big game that maybe it gets its own state of play. It's not a PlayStation exclusive, so maybe not a state of play because they usually do that for for first party titles. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe just shit. Maybe they just well, is it or is it a first party game? Is Elden Ring multiplat? I cannot remember. I don't. I, don't oh, I think they're trying to. I think they're trying to make it like a four four player multiplayer. I think no, no multiplat. Is it coming to Xbox? Um, oh, that I don't know. Elden Ring Xbox. I can't remember if From Software is. Um, the game is. Yeah, okay. PlayStation 5, Xbox, all that stuff. All right, so it is multi plat. So, yeah, I don't think it gets a state of play. So maybe From Software does their own little presentation for closer to launch. I don't know if we see Elden Ring. Um, but the last thing I have here is. If you really want, because it's 45 minutes, you got to remember a lot of the stuff is going to be stuff we don't care about. 
nor is it going to be stuff that we remember or even know about. It could be brand new stuff. But if you want a decent idea of updates and things that you that we're not talking about or like little things that you're like, oh, okay. Oh, by the way, Kennebridge of Spirits comes out this month. Probably see something about that. Go back and watch last year's PS5 unveiling video, the, the hour-long one they did where we got the God of War teaser and the, all that shit. Go back and watch that. All those little games like uh, – Oh my God. What was that one game with the, the astronaut like on the moon with the pragmata? I think it was called like games. We forgot about you. I I still forget. You'll probably get little updates on that. You know, like the mediums coming to PS five, maybe something on that, like, like little things go back and watch last year's pick up on the little things. And I bet you a million dollars. We'll see some updates to games announced last year, just as like a, Hey, we're still here type of thing. Anything else that you'd want to see from the showcase before we move on? Maybe just announce that there's going to be more PS5s for people that are actually trying to buy it. <sighs> that's that they're, that, that, that they're going to say, hey, we just shipped off a million more copies of PS5 around the world. Just just something. Give people hype because every time I, if I'm in Walmart, the only the only console I ever see is Switch. That's the only console I see. I, hey, I just took a picture of two Xbox Series S's and put them online for people at a Walmart. There you go. So they are, they're out there. The X I haven't seen, but I've seen the S in the wild twice now. Do you think we see a new color variation? Maybe a black PS5 or a new controller? I I, maybe not now. They, they need to get on top of getting everyone a copy first before they go out doing freaking all colors. Get everyone, let, let the white stock get out there and then release black, blue, brown, purple, whatever color you want, then release it. Xbox is doing a better job of getting consoles out in the wild. I mean, it's Microsoft. I'm sure they have better partnerships with with kind of those type of manufacturers yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, Sony is Sony. Don't get me wrong. But they're doing a great job that they were able to put out an Xbox that has Master Chief plaster all over it. So the possibility is there if they wanted to do maybe a God of War special. I was edition. literally about to say that. Okay, God of War, that's a game that actually deserves it. Okay, that I can understand. All right, so we will have that whole presentation from Soup to Nuts broken down on episode 250 next week. To say we cannot wait is an understatement. Okay. Now, a game we both beat technically twice with the DLC. Let's hear our impressions of Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, Eki Island. I'm going to pass this one to you first because I'm so I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about this DLC. My, I would say first, my trivia question probably next week will probably be the hours I spent completing it because I, I don't so I don't I can't give you the the hours I spent but I, I'm just gonna say I absolutely love this game for PS5 apps from the load times the haptic feedback just to have the bow back in my hands Woo, them arrows were flying baby dude I was same, hitting he- same. dude I'm still hitting headshots like it's it's I have more fun with the bow and arrow than like and I can't, don't get me wrong, I have fun with all the swords, all the stances. I love all that. I love the smoke grenades, the smoke bombs. I love that. But for whatever reason, when I have arrows, I just have so much freaking fun. I, I always like to see how I can just kind of up the ante or, or the next craziest shot. Um, I heard, real quick, I did hear some people say like, well, it was kind of the the same, you know, stuff that the other, you know, um, like the little like mini, the little dots that you chase around. I love that the archery challenge. I love that. I thought that was a great addition to it because I never, I ain't going to lie, I didn't hit any gold. Hit all of them in seven seconds is, is crazy. It's impossible. <laughs> but every other, like you, well, for you to get it, you have to have the charms and stuff. So you have to literally like time it out like that. But I hit every archery in silver. That was my goal. I made sure I beat them all in silver because I, I, the archer was fun. Um, the flute thing where you got to kind of raise the paddle up and down, I thought that was neat. It, it was something different. It was cool the just, first time or two. and 
then it just became a thing, but you're yeah, right. But it, was cool. it just becomes a thing. Like when, when you're getting the fox dens before, when you're, you know, you're getting the monkeys, you're, you're feeding the deer, which is all fine because it's kind of what the island he represents of, you know, the shrines of the animals and um, between that and then I, I assume you found that where the one island, there's like that secret fight club. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a blast. I may try to beat every single person because you get money or. They were not uh, hard though. I think the only though, I think the last, last one or guy. two. The last one or two gave me a little issues where it took me, I think, two or three tries to beat him. Mm-hmm. But my goal was, like, I'm not leaving this goddamn island until I win this <laughs> fight club, which was cool. And the, the little story they added kind of with his father and kind of moving forward in his past. And kind of what we, from the trailer before it was announced, we knew that it was going to be some shaman. We knew it was going to be something like that. And I don't know. I, I, I thought it was absolutely perfect. I think it was just the right amount added DLC. I still love taking over the Mongol territories and taking the camps. I love like To me, that is so freaking fun. I, I love that. And I, I'm so happy to, to dive back into this world and just, just have fun again. Like my only game I really played all year and I had a goddamn blast. <clears throat> I, uh, I would, I think there's a lot to love about this. It's so much fun. Like you said, I probably used the bow and like just projectiles in general, the darts, the, the yep. long bow, probably more, this playthrough than ever it blows my mind that you love the bow so much but won't go play horizon zero dawn which is literally a game where you only have a bow uh it'll blow my mind that you refuse to play that even though playstation gave it away for free you refuse to do i mean i did no it's not like i refuse to play at least this year i haven't really been in that game and move but once (laughs) dude i got the i bought the you know the physical copy came yeah yeah. i I didn't open it kept it i I bought it digitally for 30 bucks i had a support sucker punch that's how i did it too i did not buy the physical i went with the 30 dollar upgrade yeah but I'm, i'm a schmuck but Bought the physical and just just going to keep it sealed like an idiot. But I, I truly think it, it, it's it's a great game, and the PS5 upgrade was just such a plus. I think the haptics worked really well, like you said. Those load times were so fucking impressive. Like they just you hit any island, part of that island, and you're there. Like dude, it was from so where wild. we like, I remember waiting for like just some load screens. I feel like I waited like two three minutes of, of <clears> other <throat> games. This like you wait two seconds. Yeah, that's something like, that the PS5 towers over the xbox series in is the the ssd and boom you you turn it on you're in the game as soon as i hit continue right where i I mean it's like almost a blink later and bam i'm ready to start my like exactly where i left off i was like wow this game is phenomenal there is no better uh uh use or like application of vibration than the dual sense i think it's the the greatest controller when it comes to like immersion in the history of gaming and like anytime you get on your horse and anytime it gallops, your controller vibrates along with the gallop. And like, it's those little touches that really make you kind of immersed. Hell, it vibrates when you hit the continue button. Yep. Um, so like little things like that, that just like get you ready for your journey. Even when he walks in his clogs on hard ground, you vibrate. Yep. So this, like the uses of the dual sense. And we talked about this when the console was launched was like, if first party games, especially can nail the application of the dual sense and make you feel and like use it to its fullest, I think it can really shine. And so like, I liked that. Um, I appreciate that we didn't have to blow into the controller. I hate when you have to do that. I don't want spit in my controller. It's gross. Uh, but like Donkey Kong country made us do all a while back, but like, I thought that was wonderful. I thought the gameplay played as tight as ever. It looks great on PS five. It runs great on PS five. It did all, even the PS four version ran at 60 FPS, got a little bit of a boost, but like the PS five version shit, it looks awesome in 4k. Um, I think the weakest part of the DLC was unfortunately for me, the story, 
Um, the cool part is I didn't play this game necessarily for the story or at least the deal. Right. I think you even said on episode 248 that you said, ah, if, if it's about like the, like, uh, um, like mystic voodoo, like you're not that into it. Like you literally said that. So I was like, okay, so it's, maybe I could see the story. Not, it not did truly. exactly. It did. It did exactly what I didn't want it to do. And something that drives me up a wall in gaming, especially, but like other stories is when you get poisoned. And then that's the big hook is that the narrator or the villain can just like link up with you at any time and fuck with you. And like at any time you're running down this water well and you're like, Oh, there's my dad, but you know, it's not. And there's Yuna, but it's not. And there's this. And like, and it's like, I can't stand getting poisoned. And then that poison just all of a sudden, Oh, I did my thing. It's gone. I did like the, I like the one scene that where like, you find you killed all these people that you weren't supposed to kill them. Just be like, I did like that scene. Like it kind of like, Oh, are they going to turn Jin of kind of him? He's seeing everything and well, everyone's – he's going to kill everyone. That's kind of – I thought they, they were going to go that way. They were teasing a Jin heel turn in the game and like the yeah. main game. And so like I didn't play this DLC for the story. Like the main game had a good enough story. It wasn't my favorite story. That's what pushed The Last of Us over the edge for me was the story of that game where this one, the gameplay in Ghost is better than The Last of Us. I will never deny that, but I'm hooked into the world of The Last of Us and that story lore. This, um, of course, I love like Feudal Japan and all that. It's fantastic and that time period, but this DLC, it was kind of just way off the, the yeah, beaten path. And, and, and the only, the only, I guess the only downside, the only other technique they added was like the horses. I didn't use it once outside of the one time they made you. I mean, I'm already, I was already maxed out. So Same. it's like, it didn't Same. take me long to max out the horse. That was, I was like, Oh, Same. I don't, I didn't have anything else to like, to level I still, up. I still have two skill points. Yeah, and I'm like, and that, so it's like, Dude, I maxed out because me and you are the same type of player. We do all the side stuff. <laughs> we yeah, were no, ready seriously. To rock I made sure I beat. I I got the horse's armor. I got. I swam three the three different islands just swimming. It took me five minutes to get there. I like, hated that mission. I hated that myth, that mythic tale. We needed to swim from ship to ship to try yeah. and find. It. That was the worst part of my DLC. I, mean, I, I did like the armor of the horse, though. It did. I, I it, it, did cool. Cool. it did look cool. It was worth. <laughs> I guess it was worth it at the end. But that was so frustrating. And when you fell, you had to re. Oh god, it was so bad. There, I guess there, it's there, just was good. there, there were some some shrines that you're going to where you're climbing <laughs> all these mounds. Like the one shrine took me probably like thirty minutes because I I didn't I, I felt like. They made this like you can't get it like it's impossible. Then eventually I figured it out. I was like, all right, thank God. It, so like for me, again, the weakest part was the story. And if you're going into this to play for the story, that's cool. But like it just it just never once, never once clicked with me because I knew how it was going to end. And it did. And it, it's like, like it was so predictable. And so that's fine. That's not like a knock on it. It's just something that didn't excite me. But like to be back in that world was just the greatest feeling to remember how tight that game was and just how much fun I had diving 60 hours into it last year. Like that was, it was just great to be back in. It took me about, I would say a good 15 minutes to repick up the controls again. Like I was like, Oh my God, all these stances and things like that. Before I continued, I actually started a new game and played 45 minutes. That was how I got like, yeah, to get the control, then I was okay. Let me just transfer back and beat it. Did you quick. do a new game or did you start new game plus? I, I did. I, I the four, first forty five minutes was a completely fresh new game. Was it through new game plus though? Like, did you already have all your armor and shit? No, I didn't. Okay, um, I guess though the I guess the cream of the crop for this DLC for me was actually the difficulty. I thought this was harder than anything. The main game, the main game was kind of easy. I think that anything like 
this was the hardest thing for me because you had the shamans in the background chanting that made the Mongols really, yeah, really you, you difficult. Just, you just have to kill them first. You have to find them and kill them. So like that was a pretty cool little thing to find. And then secondly, the Mongols, I don't remember them doing this in the main game. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But they were switching stances mid-fight. They would pull out swords and then they would pull out a a, a spear and then they would pull out a, a oh, shield. Oh, well, especially if you were in the, the fight club. Where they yeah. come at you with a stance and they would change like, uh oh, he got the long staff, I got it. Then you have to like change which, your stance. Yeah, which I, I love it. It forced you to change on the fly where it was just okay, I'm just gonna take this sword and swing here. It's like, no, I'm gonna have to go to the wind stance or, or whatever stance, winter stance, whatever. I don't know. I thought that was neat. I didn't know I don't remember the Mongols in the main game doing that. I I don't I could be wrong though, but uh I thought that was just nice. It was a really nice pie. Here's my here's the downside for me. This was not thirty dollars. This was 1999 slapped all over it. That's where I'm at. I'm happy to pay it, and I did pay it. Yeah, but like, should I drop a se- hundred? <laughs> right, exactly. Right, yeah. You paid seventy dollars for the, the the director's cut on PS5 natively. This was not a thirty dollar piece of DLC, in my opinion. Um, it uh, it would have been wonderful at twenty, heck, twenty five. Now for me, five bucks is nothing. So like, I'm happy to pay the thirty, and I did. But like for the casual person who literally, they a lot of people do struggle with their game decisions of like what you know. I don't have the money to buy 10 but games to, a year to, to make it easy. If you don't, <clears throat> never played the game and you just want to get it for the PS five, it is worth, stuff. it is worth the $70 a hundred percent. Yes. I will say that the game in total, because we got it both for 40 and that seems like a steal. Yeah. Uh, the PS four version last year. So if you've never played it and you're diving in for the first time, the director's cut on PS five for 70 is worth the package with yeah. Iki Island and the main game shit. The main game alone might be worth 70 without Iki Island, but Iki Island as a standalone for the $30 upgrade, I didn't feel the value there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to give you the trivia question. So for me, it was 11 hours. Um, so, so like I, I th- that's, you know, I always talk 11 hours, 30, 30 bucks. That's like three bucks an hour. Yeah. You know, that seems like good value, but the 11 hours, the story only took two and a half. Yeah. The rest of it was me doing all the side stuff, getting the question marks, the undiscovered locations and archery stuff. So really to me, I don't think it was worth 30, but that does not a knock on how good of a total package this game is. This game is, listen, if I said it on Twitter, if the last of us part two to me was an 11.10 or 11 out of 10 game, this is a 10.9. Like it is the one B to the one a they're so indistinguishable. Yeah, and it was switch. I was one, two, you were, you know, I was one two in favor of Ghost. You're one two in favor. You of were Lester. actually you were one three. Last oh, year, that's right. It was I, F- I did. FF seven was yep. your two. Gotcha, gotcha. But point being, it was still some of our games of the year. And 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 real quick for for people that may have forgotten, they are working on a live action movie of Ghost of Shima being directed by Chad Stalinsky of the John Wick films. So uh, get hyped for that. And some people were talking about a potential a Ghost of Tsushima two announced at this showcase. Do not get your hopes up for that. They literally just yeah. dropped this DLC. Yeah, they need some time. Give yeah. I need another year or two yeah. anyway. I, two, I think there's two years minimum before yeah. this thing is is even and ready. As of so. March 2021, the game has sold over 6.5 million units. Is so. it nuts to think that 6.5 million units for a PlayStation exclusive is bonkers good sales? But then you have the Nintendo. It's nothing. Like it's it would be mediocre. And it's like, uh, it's making. PlayStation 4's fastest-selling first-party original IP debut. Meanwhile, Mario Super Mario Party has 16 million sales. Yes. Like, can we please? So, but 
anyway, Ghost of Tsushima is some of the best money in general that you could spend. It's a phenomenal game and you all owe it to yourselves to play it. I hope that you haven't. And then I would recommend the PS5 director's cut. If you have buy the regular version and then like, or replay it, see if you want to play that Iki Island thing, because you will, you you could do this though. You could do this. Not everybody has a PS5 to upgrade to Iki Island from the PS4 to the PS4, I think is only 10 or 20. That now we're talking. That's bad. Yeah. Now we're talking value. So yeah. if you don't have a PS5 and it's only the 10 or $20 upgrade, go for that. That's 100% what I could recommend to you because then now it's worth the value. But yeah. the PS5, I, th- I didn't think it was worth the 30, but it was, um, it was still really, really good. Next story we got Sony is mishandling the release of Horizon Forbidden West. And I say it for this reason and this reason alone. And that you could go back and forth between the PlayStation fanboys and just the casual gamers and just mixed messaging and marketing. PlayStation, when the PS5 was announced, put out a statement saying games like Horizon Forbidden West, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and I can't remember the other one in there. I think it was uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure. The PS4 game will come with a free PS5 upgrade. And then they said launch games will do that. And we now know that Horizon Forbidden West is no longer a launch game. PS5, November of 19 or of 20, this February of 2022. So clearly not a launch game. But the pre-orders for Horizon Forbidden West went live on September 2nd, which why the fuck are we announcing pre-orders? Like, are we really getting hyped over pre-orders now? Like, come on, it's a pre-order. But the reason this game is getting is getting, in my opinion, mishandled is the little fine print that came along with the pre-order. This game will not have a PS4 to PS5 upgrade. Oh, you, Jesus. You you can't get it for free, and you cannot even pay for it. If you have a PS4 and you liked the game, you're going to have to buy it again on PS5 if you want to upgrade Damn. once you get your PS5. Now, there is one exception. If you want to do the upgrade, you have to buy the, the, the deluxe versions. The collector's edition. Yeah, so you have to pay them more money, of course. So you still have to pay them more money. Even though they said free upgrades at launch, but because this is no longer a launch game and it's been delayed so far, they're not going to do any upgrade. You greedy bastards. It's that, like, people are, and rightfully so. People are. I agree. Because, you know, I hate the excuse of, I can't find a PS5. That's because I have one. So, like, if I didn't, maybe I'd be in that crowd. But, like, at a certain point, there are not. There still are not a million people out there that have a PS5. People are still looking for them every day. They're still very hard to come by, and so a lot of people are forced to play this game on PS4. That's just a fact. They will play it on PS4. You're going to tell them that when they finally get their hands on a PS5, that they can't play it unless they drop another sixty bucks, or they bought the digital version, the deluxe version, which is even more money. Like Piss. Tony Tony Hawk did that, and fuck them for that. And again, that's Activision. Fuck you, Activision. They for when every game under the sun is doing a free upgrade. You're going to charge us $10 for a skateboarding game that only costs 40 at launch for a PS5 version? You're joking me. I wouldn't drop that $10 <clears throat> if $10 dropped out of the sky. <laughs> I'd go buy Mr. Softy, and I'm down almost 10 pounds in the last two weeks. Hey. So, like, I'm finally there, by the way. Um, like, this is ridiculous. So, yeah, I thought that was a huge mishandle. And the that's funny because Xbox, every game for Xbox One is, is going to be compatible with the Series X and S. Every one of them, uh, the new versions. And it's because of smart delivery. And it's all free. They're never charging you a cent. Do you know what PlayStation called it? If you want dual entitlement 
Like, wow. Like, wow. Fire how, that guy. Whoever wrote that sentence. How old school Japanese Sony culture is that? Jesus. Like, that is the my shit don't stink PS3 Sony. Can we please bring back the PS4 Sony that dominated the world of gaming? Because that was the cool one that we all jived with. And now you just have this thing that everybody wants. So you think you can act the way you are. Man, that was, that just rubbed people and myself included the wrong way. I wasn't going to get this game to begin with. Now I'm fucking out because I don't want to be entitled, Sony. I don't want to be entitled. Dual entitlement. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, let's move on to the movie section, Sam. I want to move quickly because we're already at an hour. This is already a month old. Yeah. What'd you think of the Suicide Squad? Let's get our spoiler hats on. What'd you think? And Suicide Squad, I, I thought it was a good movie. I I'm not going to go in there and say it was the best. I heard people say it was the best DC animated movie. It, it wasn't. It live wasn't action. The, it, live it, action. It, yeah, live, live action. action. It, wasn't the, it wasn't the best live action DC movie. I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. The fact that we got to see a live action Starro, that... Well, I, that's not lost on me because he is such a goofy villain, even though he was the first villain in Justice League of America 2028, 20, I think it was. He was the cover villain. Um, it, it, it was wacky enough. The action was great. It was enough to make it work. It's a shame that it didn't make the money financially because I'm looking now. Box office, it only made $155 million and a budget of $185 million. So this came out when that the, the variant was real hot and, you know, people were afraid to go to the theater. Just a shame because I, I feel like the movie, it definitely deserved to make more money than than that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? At least make your money back. Um, it, it was received well. I mean, it's got what? It's a uh, 91% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm, I, I'd probably give it like a 7, 5, 8 out of 10. I, I, I had fun. There's some funny, funny uh, parts in it. My favorite part is still the Peacemaker and Bloodsport kill-off scene. That's still my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, uh, other than that, it was just James, James Gunn delivered on, on, on a wacky story. See, I'm right there with you. I think it was a good movie. Like, I don't think, I think the people that were on Twitter, this is another just masterpiece by Mr. Gunn himself, man, your expectations are low. Like it, it that's what I call easy to please. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm going to nitpick this movie to death because I enjoyed it. I think it's a seven out of 10 movie. That's perfectly fine. I thought it was fine, but here's where I differ. Me and you have different DC takes and different DC opinions. I think this was the best DC movie ever. And that's not because I love this movie. That's pre- just no, because pre Nolan. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, post Nolan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think the Nolan trilogy counts. I'm talking like the DC EU, if you will. And I'll even throw Joker in there uh, because it's kind of okay. newer, but from the, let's say this from the time ba- Batman um, Dark Knight rises from that until now. Like post Dark Knight Rise. So you think this is the best one since then? Wow. Yeah, this, then Zack Snyder's Justice League, then Joker, then Shazam, and then other, and then the rest of them. I don't care about any other DC movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like this, I don't. I, I feel. I, I know I got more enjoyment out of just uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. Right, and that's because I have no at a, I have no attachment to the Justice League at all. Nor do I care about Superman I, at all. The only one that I, I think is probably better. Like I don't know. You, you could say Man of Steel. BVS, I don't know. I don't. I, I think I got more enjoyment out of Aquaman, to be honest. See, I just don't care for that. That's the yeah. thing. Like, even though the Suicide Squad is my favorite DC movie ever, that doesn't mean I absolutely am gaga like cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over it. It was just, it was good, and that's because my enjoyment of the DC live action films just aren't there for every, like everybody else, and that's yeah. cool. Like the Marvel movies aren't doing it for me either right now. Like I have no interest in oh, anything. I, Marvel I heard movie. a buddy of mine saw Shang Chi, and I was like, he gave it a seven out of ten. I said, what do you think? He said, you know. I just get sick and tired of the same copy and paste Marvel formula. He yeah. said, 
the thing that was the best about it is like the action scenes. That was it. Other than that, it's a copy and paste Marvel movie. I was like, ugh. And that's why I'm not rushing to the theater to see it. Like yeah. it's just it's that simple. And I'm I'm sure I'll enjoy it, but I absolutely will enjoy it when I can watch it in my home with my phone on because yeah. I'm just not there. Um, and that's kind of how I felt about this. The, and remember, we're in spoiler territory. So whatever we say, and we'll drop our top three for the week as our top three characters. Like there, there was that opening scene that just jarred the fuck out of me that I was like, oh, because Pete Davidson's one of my favorite actors and Nathan Fillion's one of my favorite actors. So like to see these guys, I was excited to see them. And then six minutes into the movie, they're dead, kind of maybe with the exception of one. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and I get it. This was the, this was the throw off. And how are they going to really make a movie where they can flesh out every character? You knew a lot of them were going to die. I just didn't think they were going to die that soon. And it was literally going to be a five person suicide squad and, movie again. I mean, I, again, I, I you kind of, since we didn't get David Ayer's cut, I, I don't like comparing it to his, because it's a, we didn't get his cut. We got uh, a, a company that makes trailers. That's the cut that we got of that movie. So I'm, like, I'm judging this on its own merits, not yeah. at all so, compared to, to the air cut. I will praise Gunn for, for literally movie. killing more than just one character, as opposed to that one we only saw Slipknot die in the other movie. That was we like, didn't even see die. it, by the way. We didn't even see it. Well, he saw, just yeah, jumped well, the building, saw, the building, and we saw the explosion. We didn't like. Yeah, you, you see his head blow up and he just kind of sinks down on his line. But that was, was it. it. That was this it. one, you actually multiple characters die horrible deaths, and it's <laughs> awesome. Faces get blown off. People get hit with fucking helicopters. Like it's gross. It's gory. And then yeah, and it, it don't matter whether they're your favorites or not. Like they they go. <laughs> this movie in the first ten minutes kills more people than Marvel killed ever. Uh, 100%. And that's, and that's a huge piece of my Marvel hate right now is the fact that they don't have nuts. Like, where's your stones? And so I appreciate James Gunn's stones, man, because for him to say, oh, my God, we got Pete Davidson, we got Nathan Fillion, we got Michael Rooker, who it, just it, died the most fucked up death. It, 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 it was a star cast. I mean, he, from, from action <laughs> voices, actors. For, for a couple minutes, it was a star cast. And then, like, for those – now, I will say the characters they kept – around were all really really good i would say when harley quinn is the is the weak point of the movie then you got a real good thing on your hands yeah and, um, and it, it, it's funny because obviously she, she's not on my list no not even close she yeah. to me grinded this movie to a halt and why i think i was I was bored of it. it was like when they cut to her scenes with the it, it was, a ten, it, was a, it was a literally it takes you 10 15 minutes from the movie where you're at the point to just a harley quinn and this guy whole montage scene it was just rough. And then I mean, like, when, yeah, he got to the fight, when he got to the fight scene, that was awesome. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like the whole escape. And, and then, and then when Starro comes, it's awesome. Like, I think the ending was really cool. The Starro stuff was phenomenal. Um, but like, Jesus man, like it yeah. just grinded so hard to a halt in the middle there that like, if you cut out the middle and she just joins them and you just have a shorter movie, that's just the first, I don't know. 35 minutes in the last 45 and there you go when we tell a tight story i'm i'd be cool with that that middle just grinded to a halt but but again it's my favorite dc movie but that doesn't mean that every dc movie is great to me it's just like the best turd i don't know it's not a turd it's a it's a good movie but (laughs) i'm just so superheroed out it was nice to have a villain's perspective, and it was. No, it was and cool and there. it's funny. Like, you want to talk about superheroed out? I've only watched one episode of the Star Girl. I've only seen the first three episodes of Titans, and like I don't know. I, you, like, have you caught up on What If? 
I, I did. I did watch all okay. what if, but again, I, I got, I'm feeling fatigued where I'm like, I need a break. I can't like, I, I think there's two or three episodes of Stargirl that I could go watch. Just, uh, I need, you can I need watch three back. more. Yeah. You yeah. Can watch I need a little, I need one. a little step back. I need to just kind of <laughs> chill for a minute and, and then I'll get there because it's superhero fatigue. And then to hear the Shang-Chi, which I'm excited for to hear just a copy and paste Marvel film. Like, ah, oh. so well, that's really not getting me excited to go see the movie. While it underwhelmed in theaters, it had 2.8 million houses watching it on HBO Max in the opening weekend. We're talking again about Suicide Squad. Only behind so, Mortal Kombat. Only behind Mortal Kombat. I thought it was behind Godzilla versus Kong, too. I, I believe it just beat it. I think the, the last day or something, because I, Kong, I think Kong was three when I read it. Gotcha. But like that tells you that a lot of this was made on HBO Max. So the box office numbers disappointing aren't shocking when you see 2.8 million households watching it and at 10 bucks a month, you know, for HBO Max, presumably 10 to 15 dependent, actually 15 because you can't get the day one on the $10 plan, $15 a month times 2.8. Like that's a lot. So 2.8 million, I say it's a lot of money made there, but you can't really take all that into account for, from that perspective, but it's good to see that a lot of eyes were on it, even though it didn't make a lot of bank. James Gunn is going to be welcome back to make any DC movie he wants at any time for that company. Yes. That's simple. And and, and Walter Mata already said they're already in in discussions of what he's going to do next. And so let's, let's just dive in because again, I wanted to keep it short and sweet. There's nothing we say during these impressions that you have not heard before. So I think the, a lot of our feelings on it are going to come out now in our top three, because we're going to talk about our top three favorite characters from the movie. My number three is polka dot man, David Dashmalen, Abner Krill. Again, a character he's in James Gunn said he's the stupidest DC character ever. He wanted to just, bring him like a, a tragic hero to that, that you see all his pain and suffering. And, you know, you, you had this moment where you feel bad for the character. Then you see his, <laughs> he sees his mom and everything, which was absolutely phenomenal. I, I, I felt like he, he grew in the role and he was a, a character definitely outshined a lot of characters that I did not expect. So David Dashmalton, who is in basically everything DC animated live action. You did it again, sir. You did well. When he, sees his mom and all the rest of the squad look at rat catchers two shoulder and the little rat is also his mom what a yeah. wonderful touch it was yeah. so good so good my number three is peacemaker um john cena always steals the scene all every scene that he was in he stole but i think we all the reason he's not my number two or one is because of that end credit scene um, I was just so disappointed that they didn't follow through, even though he's got his own series coming. And that's clearly why they did it. And he's his new series is going to be awesome. One of probably going to be one of our favorite shows of 2022. Uh, I, there were two characters just did it more. That's not to yep. take away from what he did. And yep. that's not to say he was bad. I just thought two characters were even better. He was not bad. He was excellent. And he was funny as shit. Just was not my number one or two. My number two is King Shark. Nanawe, they use his original name, played by Steve Agee, um, physically, and then Celestia Stallone did the voice. Again, this King Shark, he reminded me of the animated movie, The Apocalypse War, where King Shark is a shark, and kind of his hand the whole bit. So to me, I I felt like, I just, every time I'd see him, or, or Sly would stay aligned, there's the one part where he's in, he goes, I guess it's right before you see Starro, and he's in the aquarium, and he sees all these like little fish, jelly things looking at him, and he, He's running around and Stallone's laughing. I lost it. I, I, that was like one of the funniest parts of the whole movie for me. Um, so this, or you go check out the Harley Quinn, the live act or the animated show where you get kind of King Shark played by the one comedian, uh, uh, Funches, uh, Rob Funches. I think King that's his name. Yeah. He's got like that r- real unique voice, but super funny. I, I just thought King Shark was a good laugh. 
is actually my number two as well. Nice. Um, for a lot of the same reasons, when he eats guy, he goes, nom, nom, nom. Yeah. <laughs> like the little touches that Stallone adds to that character. I thought the animation looked really good. He didn't stand out. Like it looked good enough for me where <clears throat> I believed that it wasn't just a guy in a rubber suit and CG later. Like it kind of felt like he was a part of the cast. Um, I did not know ahead of time. Cause again, I'm just not a DC lorist that he is like bulletproof. So like he's getting shot and he oh, like, oh, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. Oh, he's I thought dead. he was dead five times and he just kept just getting up. He was like, I'm good. I'm like, fuck. I thought he would have died. I would have cried my eyes out, but uh, I didn't know he was bulletproof. I went and checked. I said, okay, at least it makes sense. At least yeah. there's backstory as to why. So I picked up on that. Stallone did a phenomenal job in his limited voice work for it. And yeah. uh, just to Perfectly character. Cast. Every, everybody's going to love a fucking humanoid shark. Everybody's who no. wouldn't, you know? And so he just, he was great. My, my number one is Peacemaker. John Cena was, uh, again, I said before, the, the kill off him, him in Bloodsport. That was freaking hilarious. When he chops that guy up, when he's laying down, it hits him like six times walking forward with the that was That was one of the... F- are you that, talking about when they like are trying to show off to each yeah, other? Yeah, they're having a kill When off. he stabs him? Yeah. Like, when so he's that was walking up and down. Fucking, that was one of the funny... Probably the funniest scene in the no, movie. It, it is. It's my favorite scene of the whole movie. It's why he was an automatic number one. He, I cannot wait for it. His show was going to be hilarious. Like you said, I once he got shot, I was like, okay, end credit scene. Boom, there was the end credit scene. Okay, that wasn't no surprise. But just... He, he had a couple lines, man. I don't care how many women, children, I got to kill to get peace. Like, like, just some of the shit, how he delivered and how he said it. I was cracking up in theaters for this. I know me, me and Neil definitely, I, I think it was Peacemaker was his number one as well. But I, I just cannot wait to see his show. It, he was the standout for me. John Cena is such a, he's just transitioned to acting mm-hmm. so well. And he I got to act- see his other movie that's on Hulu. Just yeah. got, they already greenlit it for a sequel. And that looks hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my number one is Polka Dot Man. Yeah, um, I know. As, as soon as you just say a word, I was like, okay, that's his number one. Stole, <laughs> stole the show. Stole yeah. the show for me. Yeah. I connected with his storyline. I connected with his his personality, especially. I connected with the way he delivers lines. The how how he was. Uh, uh, I guess you could say infected with his polka dots. Just the powers themselves and the way he went out was so anticlimactic. In like not anticlimactic, wrong word. It was so like bittersweet, I guess is the word, because it's exactly how he would have went out. Yeah, his last words were, "Mom, I'm a superhero." Like how? And how he, much? He, he actually had trouble with that line. And during filming, I guess Gunn sensed that usually he would just kind of talk to people over it, like a, a microphone. He left his crane or booth wherever he was in, went over and had to give him a little like pep talk. He's like, "Yo, man, Dave, I know you got this." Like, what do you, you know? Then he said, after that speech, Davis said, like, I just found what I had to deliver and it worked. Just to hear, like, a little, like, personal story like that and hearing that David Dashmalton, like, has Vitilago in real life. So he kind of related to this character of kind of having his skin be mutated. So to find out a little bit more about how much he related to it and loved the character, it, it just kind of made me like the character and movie a little bit more. Yeah. If, I mean, like, honestly, with those three characters, we had the same top three, just in a different order, mm-hmm. which is shocking with when you have such an ensemble cast. But, like... That just they were, just, they were, they were the standouts. That it was just, it. It just goes to show you how yeah. much these three characters captivated and owned the screen when they yeah. were on it. So a movie I would recommend you watch, a movie I would recommend you sit back and enjoy, um, just turn your brain off, but a movie that I probably won't be going back to for at least a little while. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I'll still buy the Blu-ray because I buy them all, but I'll, I'll wait a little bit to see this again. What'd you think of the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? We finally got one long awaited. This could have been the top story any other week. We could have broken this down for an hour. Movie's going to be reportedly two and a half hours long. 
our first look at it. What'd you think? Hello, Peter. That's all I needed. That's all they had to show me. It was Hello, Peter of Doc Ock. And I'm there. Sold. Can't wait. Movies couldn't be. This probably is going to be my favorite uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man because I still say my my favorite Spider-Man movie is still Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. That's still my favorite Spider-Man. We're getting arguably the best piece of that movie in this movie. And that's what getting Alfred Molina, you know? This will probably be my favorite Tom Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man. We saw the the pumpkin bomb, you hear the laugh of hopefully it's William Defoe to come back. We know that we're Jamie Foxx is in it. We got Benedict Wands in it. Um, but, you know, already seen speculation of uh, Cumberbatch, uh, Doctor Strange. That oh, people are already like, oh, it's Mephisto. I'm like, oh, here we go again because there's a the devil sign in the background and all this stuff. I yeah, was like, so here well. we go again. And the speculation shit. I was like, this is what I, I don't want. I'm just going to try to oh, turn all that shit off and just go in and try to watch this movie and enjoy it for what it is. I thought the trailer was really fun. I, man, I, everybody out there, that's you sold Doc Ock's freaking tentacle and you freak just, just it's everywhere, Sam. It's not water that flooded my basement. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and it's, like, and it's the most watched trailer in 24 hours in ever. Yeah. It beat I, endgame. A gazillion views. It beat end game. Yeah. The Sony version has 61 million. The, uh, Marvel version has 22 million. The IGN has another 8 million on top of that. Like this trailer has the most views in the first. And I watched it twice. So I watched it twice too. Ashley did not get to see it with me. I watched it alone and then with her. And then I put it on real quick before you and I jumped on here. Um, You know, there's a lot of speculation of who's going to be in here. What's it leading to the sinister six, all of that. We can see that a hundred miles away. Um, There's a reaction shot of Aunt May and Tom Holland looking at the door like somebody's walking through. Who could that be? Yeah, people are, you know, Charlie Cox saying that's not my forearms. You know, there's 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 a whole bunch of. But then he said, like, I don't want to spoil it if I'm in it or not. Like, you'll have to wait and see. So, like, he totally. We're we're getting Daredevil. Whether he. Just trust me, we're getting him. And it'll be Charlie Cox. He'll be in it. And I don't know how long, but it has to be Charlie Cox. I, give me, I, I want, I want more Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I want more movies. I want more TV shows. Give me more. Uh, do you think we get Sandman? From from what they're from what I'm hearing and saying, we're getting the Sinister Six. Um, and like we we the, apparently people saw Lizard somewhere in there. Yeah, there's uh, the Lizard. Obviously, we already like I said, Jamie Foxx and all these other guys, and um, we already know Scorpion's already in that world, who's played by our boy from Better Call Saul. Um, Christ, uh, Michael Keaton, Vulture could be showing up here. There's everyone's in it. So, oh yeah, the guy who plays Nacho, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're here. We're we're getting it. Um, dude, it's just what. You know, is there anything about this that didn't do it for you, this trailer? No, I, I one thing I like that there was no mention so far, at least of Tony Stark. I, I love leave him alone. I think he Let got his, go. his due last movie. Like they Let that it was go. so Stark heavy. Yeah, that's, he's I'm, literally I'm, I'm, like I'm laying in a mural of him. Yeah, I'm oh, over yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm I, over I that agree. for that. Not seeing it. I'm over it. I'm good to see Happy Hogan's in it again. I love John Favreau. So I, again, just it's to see Alfred Molina again as Doc Ock. Shut up and take my money. He's he's the best Spider-Man oh, villain. Can't wait. Ever. God, uh, two and a half hours long. Does that mean to you that this is going to be a perfect length, a little too long, still even shorter, you're given how many on characters little, they have to do? You're probably on the little long side, but for just I guess all the characters going to appear in here, I'm I'm okay with two and a half hours. If I can make it through the, uh, Zack Snyder's cut, I can make it through anything. Do you, are you? Are you in favor of like there's potentially because obviously sees Doctor Strange, by the way, huge shout out to Doctor Strange, who has a hoodie on a winter jacket on top of it and still put the cape on over top of the winter jacket. That was just a yeah. pro move. <laughs> Here's your crown, sir. You've dropped it. Uh, 
How much do you think that I mean, Doctor Strange, like my boy Juan said, he goes, Doctor Fate ain't gonna put a rift in the multiverse like Doctor Strange. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. How how much Doctor Strange do you think we're getting in this movie? Probably like 15, 20 minutes. That's it. Yeah, you don't I, think he's gonna be the companion? Sorry for the I, dogs, everybody. I mean, you got to think twenty minutes. I, I think is, is is plenty of screen time because it's, it's, this is still Spider Man story. I just you know I, twenty minutes. I, I think is plenty of time. Yeah, Christ, I, I mean, if you got to think the Joker and the one fucking Suicide Squad. We got eleven minutes of them. Yeah, so I think we're gonna get at least twenty of Doctor Strange. Uh, this to me has again. It's this year, which is crazy that it's not even thinking about being delayed into twenty two. Well, I can still. Hey, hey, I'm not. I'm not even going to say it's cut in stone. Don't be surprised if it gets pushed back. That's all it, I'm going to say. But why would they announce a release date of That's December? Hey, but they announced how many release dates, and we're about to announce that two more things are getting pushed back. And how many times did they get pushed back? But none of those two are directly the MCU. Well, I guess this isn't either. I guess this is MCU mixed with Sony, and so, so is again. Venom so I'm going to take everything they say with a grain of salt. Yeah, I guess. I mean, who the hell knows where the world's going to be then? Yep, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, take it with a grain of salt. Kind of, kind of got to wait and see. But this was definitely. Here's what I'll say: trailer, well worth it. Yep, well worth the wait. It's on our Facebook. It's on our IG. Go check it out if you want and watch it for yourself if you haven't already. I'm sure you have. I mean, a hundred fucking million people have. So uh, I'm sure you're in that contingent. If you're listening to this podcast, at least you probably are. Venom has been delayed. Uh, Let there be carnage. I should say till 2022 and is also rated PG 13. That, that, that hurt me more than anything that at PG 13 was like, you cowards, greedy bastards. Cause to me, you can't make a carnage movie PG 13. So they, they took the easier out the greedy route. Get fucked. We talked about it on 248. We said they would, and they did. They did it with the first one. Yep, so, like, why are you shocked? You know, no, you're. We're not shocked. But I'm saying, if if you out there listening are shocked, you uh, almost. Be. I literally almost want to wait for a Blu-ray release where, like, here, here's the R-rated cut because the PG-13 is like, ah, that's not carnage. And I don't know if they're gonna. Yeah, don't know if they're gonna do that. Which is a swift kick in the dick. Like, like honestly, 2022. Like, I don't. I'm more upset with the other delay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been delayed six times. Like, I, I, at I'm, this just, point, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm over Venom at this point. I'm over it. Wow. Those yeah. are some strong words, my friend. It's, That's going to be the title of this episode. Superhero fatigue. The Venom trailer too. It didn't really woo me. Nah, the Venom trailer was PG-13 fine, was like another fucking nail in the coffin. Damn. Are we becoming a new pod? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. We don't know. know yet. We're mutating. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 officially delayed until 2022, but September. Devastated. A year. I'm devastated. I I want to see this movie so bad. And another year. Another freaking year. And remember, John Wick 2 or 4 should already be out. I know. I know. It's it's sick. And what? I think Top Top Gun, I think, is delayed. Everything. uh, I'm just pissed. I'm just fucking pissed. Oh yeah, Top Gun got delayed. That's what I'm uh, saying. So, uh, the only only positive sign I'll say is Jackass the, got delayed. The, the the Top Gun movie finding out that um Tom Cruise made sure made it his mission to get Val Kilmer in that movie. So talk it's like, about Mission Impossible. Like you know you know. So it's like to me, I'm like you know what? I always like Tom Cruise. I get you. Just got more respect for me just from that. And I guess I will have to wait until September 22 to see this movie. Ghostbusters Afterlife got delayed, but just a week. I don't yeah, know. which is fine. And if that gets delayed more, don't be surprised. Because yeah. after the Suicide Squad, it lost money. Did you hear what Patty Jenkins said, by the way, about... Yeah, I heard her stupid-ass comment. What a dumb comment. Yeah, I, I, another entitled person. Keep your comments to yourself. Uh, some good news out of all this, though. We got a release date for the Injustice animated film coming from Warner Brothers in DC. Uh, yeah, Warner Brothers in DC. 
makers of all the Mortal Kombat movies like Battle of the Realm that just came out. I haven't seen that one yet, but I plan on it really soon. Um, the Injustice movie is going to hit October 19th, so sooner than I thought. Yeah, that's that's a day one Blu-ray pre-order for me. You have Justin Hartley playing the voice of Superman. He played Green Arrow in the live action on Smallville. So it was cool to kind of get him back. You have Anson Mount as Batman, who he played Black Bolt on the live action in Humans. You have your girl, Laura Bailey, as Lois Lane. So you have some some good cast. I cannot wait to see this Injustice movie. Day one watch. Let's see. What else do we got? What else do we got? Uh, oh, that's it for movies. Let's move into television. Um, this is going to be pretty quick. A lot of these impressions because we are at an hour and a half. I do want to wrap. Yeah. Um, we got shit to do. But uh, real quick. I've watched the first three or four episodes of Stargirl season two. You said you watched the premiere. I only watched quick, the first one. Yeah, real quick over overarching theme. Is this still, even after just one episode for you, the same, you know, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like that same surprisingly like charming superhero yeah. show that Wait, does kind of break the I watched the first two. I'm, I'm reading at the episodes. Now. I, I watched the first two. Gotcha. So is this still that nice, charming show that we got last year that surprised us all? Or is this kind of going more of the CWDC route? I mean, I'm not sure yet. I, I think I, after the end of two, I still have hope. The ending of two, of, of basically you see more of Eclipso, which we know he's going to be the big bad of this of this movie. But to see the first the first episode to kind of basically meet Green Lantern's daughter, just to, to finally see Green Lantern, I got hype again. And she's actually a badass to finally see that hopefully she's going to join the team. And you find out that she's the daughter of the deceased Alan Scott, who is the original Green Lantern. That gets me hyped because we never, besides like, I think an episode of Smallville, they might've done something, but to finally see him there, hopefully they can expand on this. And you got what, um, our man was feeding, looks like Solomon Grundy. He's giving him chicken and pizza. I I, I don't want to give up on the show yet. I still think it still had a little bit, of, a little bit of charm to it. But I want to see where episode three leads and and four, because I know four four dropped and I didn't get a chance to watch that yet. So I have three and four to watch. So how about this? I'm caught up and I still want to watch it. Awesome. Great. So that I think that tells you everything you need to know. I mean, it, uh, Luke Wilson is still is still charming as as Pat. Yeah, like I, I really like him as that character. I put it on. Uh, I had to finish episode three. Like I had like 20 minutes left. So I put it on upstairs with Helena McKenzie and Ashley all in the room, which I generally don't do. And so I put it on and Ashley goes, she was like looking at her phone. She goes, I know that voice. I said, what? She goes, ah, that's Luke Wilson. Anybody can pick hey. that voice So I was like, yeah, see, you're with it. You're with it. You want to start it over from season one. Let's watch it together. I'm totally down. And and, it's like, and, and, and Breck Bassinger is Cordy Winmore, Stargirl. She's, she's, she's charming. And for, you know, I'm not too familiar with, with Stargirl. That was a Jeff Johns creation. But I'm I'm looking forward to see more characters, more Green Lanterns, you know, more just just more heroes and villains that we've yet to see in live action. What's my favorite movie of all time? That thing you do. One of the members of the band is in episode three. Has a huge piece of it. Just gonna say it there. Got me so excited when I see Johnny Thunder. I'm just gonna leave it where it is, and it was so cool. So uh, thank you to. That thing you do, we got John, we had Jonathan Sheck in 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 um oh my god what was that DC show that he was oh Legend the bass player Ethan Embry Ethan Embry baby TB okay. player let's rock and roll he was awesome love that um so yeah really charming show still I think it's cool because they named it Summer School because it picks up right after season one so they kind of had to get nice. through summer it's a nice little thing it, it was a really cool thing although they're in Christmas now which is weird uh, I don't understand that piece of it but. 
it's still very charming. Sam, what do you think? I haven't watched any of Titans. What do you think of the first three episodes of Titans season yeah, three? Like I said, I watched the first three. I think the, f- I think up to six just dropped. So I have four. What I what? Well, I have three more to watch. Um, first one was titled Barbara Gordon. Second, Red Hood. Third, Hank and Dove. And Greg, wow, season three, better than anything they've done so far. The ending of episode three. Wow. I gotta go and and titled and it's titled Hank and Dove. And you know that was my favorite episode of one was Hawk and Dove. So shit. Oh, well right. shit. It, right. It was watch. I'm not gonna like the first three episodes to introduce kind of you see Barbara Gordon. Don't 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 don't, don't. Well, it's titled Barbara Gordon. They already know they getting you get Red Hood and then the Hank and Dove episode at all. It the ending, you're gonna be like, holy shit. <laughs> so trust me, get on HBO Max. Check out season three of Titans. And I only watched the first three. There's still four, four, five, and six. Blackfire, Lazarus, and Lady Vic. They're the next three titles. So I cannot wait to binge the shit out of these episodes. I still got to watch two. So I got I got some work to do, but yeah. I'll do it. Oh, oh, you got 13 episodes, baby. But football's back. So, like, just believe Good in luck. me. I'll get it done. Good but luck. if there's a Hank and Dove episode, you know I'm in. Because they, were, they deserve their own spinoff more than anybody. Let's Trust just rock. Me. Watch this one. Uh, what'd you think of what if I watched the first episode gave up and I hated it? What'd you think? Okay. The, okay. Episode one was just, okay. That was with the agent Carter. I blah, hear blah. that this doctor strange episode was wild. It, it was good. Uh, my favorite is still episode two. The, with the, the child and star. Yeah, that, that's the best one. Um, the other, the third one was the, the shield Nick Fury with Bruce Banner and the Hulk and four was doctor strange, which Rachel McAdams, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, they all come back to do their voice. My favorite is still What If Star-Lord. Then I would probably say the Doctor Strange episode. Then the, it's the Shield with Nick Fury. And then the, the first the first episode is still my least favorite. Just to give you a heads up. So if the first one you didn't really like, it's my least favorite episodes. Take that mm-hmm. with you one. Episode two, absolutely phenomenal. But for Doctor Strange, it was good. I think it did exactly what it did. Um, I, I don't want to give too much about the Dark Dimension, but basically use the eye of Agamotto too much and shit goes down. But again, you get beat Wong's back, get the ancient one back, the watchers obviously in it. And it was a quick, you know, a 30 minute episode. I, I think it's worth the watch. I'm going to finish these out obviously, because it's different yeah. spins on it. It's part of it. You know, phase four. I hate you know. that. I fucking hate that. that and, if I want to get I caught up, like, I have to watch it. Yeah, true. It, it makes it. That's them saying, okay, we have to force you to watch it to know they already got signed for season two. So, it's like, okay, this that. is going to be more episodes. I have to guarantee that I have to watch. And, and that's, so it, that's and where superhero fatigue comes from. It, it, exactly. I'm, every week, I'm watching eight different shows. There's, you know, The Flash. There, there, there's so many different shows. Like, I, I just sometimes, you know me, I'll take a step back and then I'll binge everything. But for right now, I need a little step back. I can because I'm barely doing one a week for what ifs. I couldn't give a shit less about the show, and I'm sure it's fine. I thought the first episode was so boring. Yeah, so just, boring. Just, just get to two. You'll be fine. I don't want to. I'm but, out, dude. Yeah, but I'm if out. you just watch two, I guarantee you'll like it. If I'm taking a really long shit and my YouTube video ends, I'll put on that. And I'll, and I'll make I think it my shit show. And you'll, and you'll finish it on the toilet. There's no doubting that I take some, I've been in some marathon sessions, so there's no doubt that I could pull that off. Uh, last show we have impressions for before we finish off the news is heels from stars. It's the wrestling show. Uh, Stephen Amell, Lars Anderson, I believe is his name. Um, CM Punk made it a pretty huge cameo in episode three, episode four drops this Sunday, three episodes in 
it's hands down the best wrestling show I've ever seen. It's better than Glow, and I loved Glow. I, I, I had no doubt you were going to say this. The only thing I can even add to this is I just finished a podcast with Stephen Amell and Michael Rosenbaum on his podcast. He talked about heels. So I guess it opens up, and he does a coast-to-coast. Yeah. So he does it, right? Does it was it, in the trailer, though. So, so really Stephen Amell tells us, right? He goes, the first take, we do it. He goes, everything went good. He goes, I just thought I could go a little further and do it. Second take. Ter- like Terrace's T8 or T10 vertebrae, he can't do no physical for like three months. It was like the second, it was like the first day, like second or third take of that. That's funny. And he got hurt. And I was like, oh, to hear that, he had like a fracture and all this stuff. And and he's like, yeah, Stars wasn't wasn't too happy to get hurt on the first day of like a, of a serious injury like that. But, yeah, you make a wrestling show and you do your own stunts though, it's going to happen. Yeah, um, but again, I, I can't wait to see episode one because everything him and Michael talked about, like, I'm going to see it, it's just I, I, I haven't even had a time. Even Ash said it's one of her favorite shows of the year. Awesome. And his, his accent, he sounds good. And James Harrison is in it. Dude, who would have seen? I didn't know. I didn't know that until I saw the name on screen. I said, wait a minute. That same James yep. Harrison? And then you see this yoke dude. I'm like, holy fuck. I said, honey, oh. he's been in the NFL for like 15 and, years. And Steven said he is. Um, he works out six days a week. He's at the gym at 430 in the morning. Like He's like, he'll finish his two and a half hour workout, and then he'll yell at me through mine. <laughs> you, know, you know what's better? You know what's even better? Huh. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. He's That's actually he, he goes. People are going to be so surprised. Oh, Chris Bowers in the show too. Yes, and he's awesome. Yeah, he was in True Blood. He's in a lot of stuff. A lot Dude, of stuff. I'm sorry. I have a lot of things going on in the house with a newborn, so I apologize. <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot of shit here. going on in my in my life right now that I'm stunk <laughs> down in my flooded basement with a screaming two year old and, and, and newborn. And so it's I good apologize. to see Mike O'Malley, one of the showrunners, has a little cameo in it. Little little bit of a cameo. He owns a he owns a rival wrestling company. So like this is about Duffy, Georgia, small town wrestling. The dad left it to the kids, kinda. I don't want to give too much away about how that happened. They're brothers, and uh Stephen Amell owns it. The younger brother does not, but he's the main attraction. And it's just they do they touch real life wrestling events and recreate them in this world. So like at the end of episode one, you're like, Oh my God, that is a callback to SummerSlam 97. I'll leave it at that. Don't want to give away the ending. It, it leaves you guessing it's well acted. The story is great. There's uh, the characters you care about. It's semi funny, but you know, whatever. It's just, it's a phenomenal show. I would not be shocked. So like my top three so far has been stacked for the year. And that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be really hard to leave this off. But also the three I have on, where's it going to fit? It's so good, but it's, I don't know. I'm conflicted. It's going to be a tough one for me at the end of the year to pick it out, but this is absolutely going to be in the running. And that's with Dexter coming in November. Let's just enjoy the fact that we have this show. Yes. It's really, really good. If you don't have stars, get it, Play. figure out a way to watch heels. Uh, Stranger things four is officially coming in 2022. I don't think we really have to expand on that anymore. We kind of knew that yeah. already. Uh, when we get an actual trailer and release date, we'll kind of update you. But we did get a trailer and release date for Doom Patrol Season 3 coming to HBO Max this month, September 23rd, presumably like a week or two after Titans ends. Uh, did you see the trailer and what do you think? I did. Trailer looked good. Um, I, I, anything to get more Brendan Fraser in my life, I'm always here for that because that guy is a, a sweetheart of a guy. And I feel like the more I, I research, like the more he was treated like shit like throughout his career. So I, I feel bad for the guy. But again, Doom Patrol, again, a little superhero fatigue. I'm glad it's not till like the end of September. Let Titans finish out. Give me somewhat of a break. And then I'll be ready to hop on season three. I uh, 
gave up on season two. And so like, I don't know how it ends. I don't know what's going on. I don't really have an interest in yeah, catching some wacky ass shit. Some wacky ass shit. Yeah. I don't really have an interest anymore. Doom Patrol was so fun in the beginning and it just trailed off for me. So like, I'm, I'm kind of over it, but I wouldn't be shocked if like one day I just tell you, yeah, I caught up. I'm, I'm in like, I'm back. I watched yeah. every fucking episode. It just wouldn't shock me, but I'm not really itching for that right now. Cobra Kai has been renewed for season five ahead of the season four release. It's You've now caught sign. up. Always a good sign. And lastly, Pokemon has announced a beautiful new anime miniseries, Pokemon Evolutions coming September. I'm sorry, not lastly, we have one more coming September 9th. So just a week from, well, six days from now, the day we're recording this pod on September 3rd. Um, it looks great. It's a new take on Pokemon animation. It's going for that adult themed anime. It looks a lot like the newer style. Anime. Awesome. I'll have to check it out then Dude, check out the trailer. It's on our Facebook page right now. It's eight episodes, mini series. I'm sure they're going to be six, seven minutes. Kind of like the other ones have been maybe not as long as origins that we both loved, but, um, probably like eight, eight minute episodes. You'll get eight of them. So you're talking about an hour's worth of content and I'm super psyched on it, dude. It looks so cool and it covers all eight generations. So you'll get the Kanto stuff for the gen one lovers and the new stuff for the new fans. It looks great. It looks like the best Pokemon animated stuff for me in years, probably since origins in 2013. I loved Pokemon origins. And lastly, Seinfeld is coming to Netflix October 1st. Prepare for that to dominate the Netflix charts. I haven't watched that show since it was on syndication on Fox. I don't remember a thing Same. about it. <laughs> this is, my, this is my opportunity though, as an adult where I get more of the jokes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to dive into this and this will be like my nighttime fall asleep show. I have already made that a thing okay. uh, in music. Our good friend, Sergio Anello has a new record coming out. It's available for pre-order right now. We've had him on the show like four or five times. We expect to have him on again. The record comes out September 17th. So be ready for that. It is called a hodgepodge of modern furniture and antiques. I said to him, I said, dude, is that because that's like the like the slogan for the place underneath the lumberyard? And he was like, because it's an antique shop. He's like, yeah. what? He's like, what? I said, okay. I thought it was like a subtle nod to the lumberyard. Yeah. But uh, Sergio Anello, a new EP. He let us hear it. It's fucking cool as hell. Um, a hodgepodge of modern furniture and antiques. When the record comes out, we'll talk about it. We'll review it. We'll probably have him on again. So just be aware. Of and, and you follow him on IG, Sergio Anel. You could pre-order the CD. It links in his bio. I bought it already. It's, I think it's it's five or six, both with shipping. It's $11. Um, I, I already told him before is, I don't want to be here is my favorite song. And this text me, he goes, that track is my Beatles jam. Ha ha ha. Like that to me, just it just hits. I, I love it. And I can't wait for the world to actually hear it. Yeah, he's our good friend, but that's not why we're pumping him up. We're pumping him up because it's damn good music and we love it. And so uh, expect to have him back on the show sometime around the record release. He'll be in California for a couple of months. So we're we're figuring out logistics. Ride the waves, brother. Yeah, for real. Uh, so September 17th, pre-order now. Follow him, Sergio Anello on Instagram. You can get the link to pre-order there. Uh, but that's our recommendation. Sam, bring us home with an OGCGC. Oh, and it's a doozy. A book that I've been looking for. For over three years, I, I think four years at this point, it, it I, I've owned it in, in lower copies, but I've always wanted it in a 9.0 or better. But knowing that it's very hard to do, I never thought I'd get it. But one popped up on Comic Connect, which is an auction house. And I had a huge shout out to Tom um, on IG, collectors underscore comics. Me and him worked out a deal. He hooked me up basically to, to win this book and, and to pay for him because I didn't know if I'd have enough. And thank, thankfully, thank God I went through him because it did go a little bit more than I wanted it to. But this is Detective Comics 298 
origin and first appearance of the Silver Age Clayface, Matt Hagen. This is a 9.0 off-white white pages. Bill Finger story, Joe Serta and Nick Cardi art, and a Sheldon Moldoff cover and art. This book came out in December 1961, so this is a silver. This, this is this is my Silver Age grail. There is only six graded copies higher than this in the world. Only six, and I know my bu- uh, one buddy on IG, RDM Collectibles. He has a nine two, and I remember Reese's Rare Comics had a nine four cream pages years ago that sold. So I there's only four other copies that I didn't see yet higher than this. And this book is notorious for cream to off-white pages. So to find a 9-0 off-white white pages, my four-year journey has come to an end. I, I I still can't believe I got it. So check out collectors underscore comics on IG. They check out their website. There's 196 on the census, 194, four nine sixes, and there's three nine O's. Again, I, I sold my eight, I think it was eight over eight five. I had our buddy Neilman. Keystone Comics on IG. He bought my under copy, which was basically like to put like a little bit down payment on this. So to have like Clayface is one of my one of Batman's rogues crowd. If you watch Batman animated series, he was featured prominently in that, voiced by Ron Perlman. It's only a matter of time until we see him live action. And with only six graded copies higher than this, I feel like this is like a true grail. And there's only 323 copies on the census. So there's really not many at all. So if you like Batman, you like Clayface, check out Detective Comics 298. A lot of impressions in this episode, a lot of like not a ton of news because, again, we wanted to just ease back into it. But you better believe next week, episode 250, we're going to be able to be back full time with all the news. We're going to drop all the impressions of the PS5 showcase. And my hunch says that 251, we're going to have a Nintendo Direct to react to as well. So Ooh. it's going to be a couple of awesome weeks. We cannot wait. Um, and guess what? We're back, baby. So, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us for episode 249. We'll be back next week for the big one, episode 250. Time to go bake my omelet du fromage. Hey!